BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special Civic Edition of the Saints Pelicans podcast. I am Todd Graffanini, radio voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. As always, podcast presented by SeatGeek. We have a very special podcast edition for you today as we will talk to New Orleans Mayor Latoya Cantrell and Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder. So lots to get to, and let's get to it and bring in the mayor of the city of New Orleans, Latoya Cantrell. First of all, Mayor, thanks so much for joining us. You know, we love our food in New Orleans. I know your plate is very full right now, so thank you uh, for being on with us today. Absolutely, thank you for having me. First of all, obviously, we're dealing with the pandemic and the coronavirus and COVID-19, and New Orleans has gone through the spike in the beginning, and then we did a great job as the months went on of flattening the curve. And now, unfortunately, we're seeing a little bit of a spike again, not only in the city, but all across the nation. And we're just wondering now about the importance of wearing a mask. It's been a big topic over the last couple of months, and, and it's one I know you very strongly believe in. Absolutely. Um, well, thank you again. Uh, The city of New Orleans, you know, we have over um, almost 8,000 cases in terms of positive now, uh, still at 534 uh, deaths that we've experienced. We absolutely were able to flatten that curve by 94%. Um, We are seeing an uptick in in cases in the city that tells us that we, it's not just about um, uh, testing, although we have been testing more than various countries, meaning just in Orleans Parish, which has contributed very heavily to flattening the curve. But we are seeing that uptick. It does bother us. Uh, We do not want to go back into community spread. Mm -hmm. So it's something that we're focusing on and based on tracking where our cases are and how they are coming about. It's these large gatherings and it's also in bar settings. So wearing the facial masks, are essential. It is a tool that we can all use to protect one another. 
and to protect our community from going back into community spread. Unfortunately, there has been a lack of leadership at every level, in my opinion, regarding this, which is exactly why this has become politicized. And so I'm just uh, really pleading to the public um, if we want to ensure we do not close our economy down um, and we want to continue to operate and move the city forward and progress forward, we're going to have to mask up. The face coverings is, is so vitally important. In addition to limiting uh, large gatherings as well as the social distancing, it is in, it's what we have to do not only today but in the foreseeable future so that we can be healthier and we can get really back to business like we know we want to be, especially as I'm looking at you, you know, and, and upholding the Saints and Pelicans. It's what we need to do. Absolutely well said, Mayor Cantrell. Talking to Latoya Cantrell, Mayor of New Orleans here on our Saints Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Now, 2020 is also a census year, and it's very, very important to have residents fill that out. Why is it so important for the residents of the city of New Orleans to fill out the census forms? Well, on many different uh, levels, it's very important. One of the things uh, that COVID-19 did expose around the United States of America, quite frankly, are the disparity gaps that exist in urban communities. We saw this firsthand after Hurricane Katrina. And after Hurricane Katrina, when we saw these disparities, it was like, okay, only New Orleans is the issue in the country. But clearly COVID exposed all of it. And the best chance for us to get the additional resources and revenue needed to impact disparities that exist in this city is through the federal government by way of that census form. This will be the city of New Orleans' first census since 2000. We have to remember in 2010, our people were dispersed everywhere. So it wasn't a real account. But now for 2020, we know that our population has shifted, has grown tremendously. We know that we should get uh, seats, federal seats, in terms of more representation at the federal level because of our population growth. And we also know that we left millions on the table because of the lack of response. This is our chance and the best chance to complete this census, ensure that we have our numbers, you know, accurate numbers of who's in our community, nine questions, 10 minutes, no social number, none of that is for everyone, documented and undocumented uh, residents in this city. It's vitally important. And I just want to plead to the community that now is the time. We are seeing a greater um, response, but we're not there yet. We're still under 60% and we're still lagging behind the state by two points. But the good news is, we're able to look specifically at census tracts where they're not performing and target those tracts you know, specifically. I can go in and say, out of 690 people in this census tract, only 25 have completed the census. We can hit those households significantly. But in a partnership with you, we can get there. Mayor, I want to also say that on a personal level, my wife made sure to make sure that I told you that she has filled it out. So we are all uh, president accounted for here in the Graffinini household. And she did it online. And as you said, it only took her 10 minutes. So it was very easy to do. 
That's exactly right. I had my daughter read out the questions and we answered it together online. So it's something that you can get your kids involved in. It's a, it's a civic lesson. And it also breeds, in my opinion, public responsibility, which goes right on back around to why we need to wear face coverings. So thank you. You're welcome. Mayor Cantrell, we're at such a critical point in this city's history, in our nation's history right now. Uh, we're dealing with the pandemic. We're striving for social justice, which makes it even more important with a huge election coming in November that people exercise their constitutional right to vote. But you can't vote unless you register. The importance of registering to vote as we sit here in July 2020. Oh, it's, it's, it's so important to register. If you don't register, you can't vote. So register now so that you are able to vote in November, upcoming elections, even, you know, that not only with the president, you have the DA's race, you have uh, judicial races, all of them, they all matter. And so registering, but also you have people who are registered. For 240,000 people registered and less than 50 to 125,000 show up. We have work to do, we can do it. And that's the people who are registered, vote. And the people who have not voted before, register. So you can also vote. It all matters. And you know what? This is the best time to exercise our right so that we can bring about the changes necessary for equality and equity not only in this city, but the state of Louisiana. And you have one of my guys on here, my treasurer, uh, joining you. So I want to give him a big shout out. He's a partner. And I look forward to just continue to work with him, especially um, as he stands up uh, the ability to meet some of our business owners where they are. So thank you to our treasurer, Schroeder, as well. Well said again. Finally, before we let you go, and again, thank you so much for your time, Mayor Cantrell. I know you've got to be pretty fired up to see our Pelicans and Zion Williamson back in action at the end of July. Absolutely. I'm so glad that COVID uh, had a positive impact on Zion, like, like uh, it did many of our residents throughout the city, a time to get back to health, you know, getting that workout going on. And I hear Zion is just a beast. And uh, I can't wait to see him in action. And I just want to thank him. Thank the whole Pel, the whole team. And of course, uh, the leadership that we have and, and that also in ownership of Ms. Benson. Which again, we got to get back in the Smoothie King Center next year, which is again, why we got a mask up. Absolutely. It, look, if we want to enjoy the things that we're so used to in our city, then we're going to have to do some things differently. And that is mask up and see uh, the liberties uh, in everyone. We all, we all deserve to be healthy and safe. And we can do this together. New Orleans Mayor LaToya Cantrell, thank you so much for your time. Stay safe, and hopefully we'll uh, all be back together very, very soon. Amen. Thank you so much. Love you. Joining us now on the Saints Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek is Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder. First of all, Mr. Treasurer, thanks so much for joining us today. I know your schedule is very, very busy right now, as is everyone's. Yeah, no problem, Todd. Glad I could participate. Well, let's focus today on the unclaimed property fund and how that got started. Yeah, so this is the this is sort of like the, the Christmas part of my job. I, I tell people I come to work every day, and I, I didn't realize uh, just 
all what, what this really detailed before I got to be treasurer two and a half years ago. But this is about a, um, this, this is a program that's been around since the early 70s. Um, and what happens, every state in the nation has an unclaimed property program. And what happens is banks, um, insurance companies, uh, utility companies, real estate companies um, return lost deposits, lost accounts. And they basically lose track of you, Todd, and they lose track of their client. And there's a state law that requires after five years, if your account is dormant, that money gets turned over to the state of Louisiana. And then the Department of Treasury is tasked with trying to find you. And I, I want to note that this money comes to us, the Treasury Department, because these companies have lost you. You didn't do anything wrong. They just can't find you. I mean, we recently found a guy in New Orleans um, who, who we've had money on our books for like 16 years. And it was an old bank CD deposit. His phone number was correct, but his address was wrong. And the, and the guy's basically homeless. Has moved like 20 times, he told me. But he, not, he couldn't figure out why they just didn't take up the phone and call him. But it's sort of odd. But anyhow, these companies lose you. This money comes to Treasury. And we have a whole division that, that works on returning this money. Now, as technology has improved over the years, we went from returning roughly about $25 million a year to this year we did over $63 million. We went from doing about 30,000 claims. Two years in a row now, we've topped over 200,000. So we're doing a great job. A lot of awareness is being built, especially to organizations like the Saints and Pelicans, helping out, getting the word out, and more and more people are learning about this unclaimed property program. There's no better words in the English language than free money. And I'm sure a lot of people are very excited about it. As we talk to Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder here on the Saints Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, you kind of touched on my next question was how much money has been given out? How much more money do you foresee uh, people collecting uh, in the near future? Yeah, Todd, it's, it's, it's crazy numbers. It's $900 million on papers owed to citizens across this state. And, and I, I make sure when I, I clarify this too, this does not belong to the taxpayers of Louisiana. This belongs to an individual. This money comes with somebody's name attached. So our job is to is, is put, put a program together to help find those, those folks. But that's a lot of money. And uh, we, we annually receive 80 to 85 million a year. This year, we, we return 68% at 68 cents on every dollar we were able to return to the rightful owner. That's outstanding. Uh, now, Mr. Treasurer, I know you're very busy, but it's Graffinini with a G, G-R. <laughs> I, I, but I, just kind of leading to the next question though, how do people find this out? How do they access the system? Well, Todd, it's very easy. You just got to go to www.latreasury.com, click on unclaimed property, and just have have at it. You just you can punch in your name, your family names. You know, one thing that people don't ever check is their company and nonprofits. You know, during the pandemic, we we really put a big effort in trying to find money for nonprofits and businesses. We sent one hundred fifty thousand dollars to the United Way in New Orleans. 
I'm not real sure where the money came from, but um, the United Way New Orleans, of all, all organizations, had $150,000. The food bank had money. You know, so the Saints had money. Um, so companies, nonprofits, it's not just individuals. We get money for, for all different sources. Well, thank you so much for your time. I know a lot of people are going to be very, very excited to access this. And before we let you go, I'd be remiss uh, it, it, to find out how much uh, forward you're looking forward to seeing Zion and the Pels back in action at the end of this month. You know, I was very fortunate. Uh, you know, I'd been involved with the legislature for years. I started the hoops, Hoopla, which partnerships with the Pelicans to build basketball courts across Louisiana. And we had a ribbon cutting like the weekend after the draft or several days after the draft in New Orleans East and Zion came to uh, the ribbon cutting. So I got to meet him and he didn't look all so tall to me, but I'm six <laughs> two. But no, I'm I, seriously, you know, he's big for the city, big for, for the Pelicans, obviously. And, can't wait to see him play, get back on the court. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming he's healthy. He looked leaner on TV this week when I saw him on the news. Very anxious to see him play, and I know a lot of people around this city are as well, in the state of Louisiana for that matter. Well, again, Treasurer, we thank you so much for your time during this very, very busy time, and good luck with finding all the people, getting their money, and we hope to see you very soon out at the Smoothie King Center. Thank you, Todd. Well, that's all the time we have for this edition of the Saints Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Again, want to thank New Orleans Mayor Latoya Cantrell and Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder for their participation here today. Great edition of the pod. Now, don't forget, coming up, our first edition of Pelicans Weekly. For the first time in four months, we'll talk some Pelicans basketball on the radio That'll be Thursday coming up on our flagship ESPN Radio 100.3 FM. You will not want to miss that. We'll have shows now each and every week leading up to the restart of the season. The team is in Orlando on July 30th. They will take on the Utah Jazz. So finally, we've got some NBA action, some Pelicans action to discuss. I'm Todd Graffinini, radio voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. Thank you for listening to the Saints Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek.